You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Just rubbing it in on the old Bills fans, I see. Oh, you stop it. You're rubbing what? It. Rubbing it in. Mm. I mean, they are suffering today. I know. I wonder if how many of those fans had that moment that I had last Monday where they woke up. No, they didn't because they were never down by four touchdowns. (laughs) You're a jerk. (laughs) And they're like. Four points, maybe. Oh, man. The season ended in horrifying fashion. I'll say this. I'll give a little solace to Bills fans. If they would have made the kick, they still probably would have lost. Well, yeah, there was a lot of time left. Yeah. So And yeah. they weren't really they they had stopped Mahomes all of like one time, I think. I guess they had stopped him in the fourth quarter. Yeah, but it just and there was in the that moment, the goal line. In that moment where all you need is a field goal mm-hmm. and Ola Butker is about the best cold weather kicker there is. Yeah. They weren't Yeah. You're right. So there you but, go. You Take know, solace in that. You would but, have lost anyway. It's just, but it's the fact that it went wide right. I know. And then Jim Nance is like, hey, remember, remember that one time? time? Hey, Jim remember Nance, that kick? Jim Nance is like, I have the game on my phone. Here's Scott Norwood missing the kick. Poor Bills fans. I feel for him, man. Yeah. I feel for him. They played valiantly. They did. That fake punt was stupid. Not in that you know the the fact that the Chiefs fumbled a couple plays later has caused us to move on from what could have been one of the. I mean, it still was one of the worst play calls that I have seen ever. Well, yeah, especially you, when you have one of the best running quarterbacks yeah, of all time. Yeah, just let Josh Allen do something. Go for it. Do you think they did that to try to give Demar Hamlin a moment? It's like a hey, he's back and man, look no. at him. Yeah, I I would. That that would be a dumb reasoning for that. Yeah, it was stupid regardless. Yeah. Um, and it was because the Chiefs had 10 guys on the field, right? So they got a yeah. look and they were like, well, we have to run. It just seemed so, like, dissectable from the – like, right when he gets the ball, I'm like, oh, wow, he is not getting yeah. the first down. Oh, yeah, there was no fooling anybody. It wasn't, no. a, it wasn't a great play design, in my opinion. No, it was not. Well, it is time for some free samples day at the old hot take market. Josh, you start. All right, cool. I'm going to begin with one that I think you're going to be stunned by. You're right. They shouldn't change the fumble rule. God dang it, you took my best one. That was literally the last one I had. I I don't know what has happened to me. I apologize for stealing one of your takes. I've changed my tune. Just the fact that you're acknowledging my correctness is enough for me. Um, The good news is I still think it's dumb. Maybe it's that every rule... Oh, well, good. I can just... 
eviscerate you then. I think I'm trying to figure out why I have changed my mind on this. It might be that every rule change for the most part does favor the offense. And so like I have thought about it from that perspective and it's like if you don't want to lose the ball, just don't fumble it, you know? And like one of my arguments against you for years has been if you fumble out of bounds, you don't get punished for it, right? Correct. You still get the ball. Correct. Um and and so I don't know if if it's Starting at the twenty yard line, does that annoy me? Like, what if instead of you know, you still got the ball, but you had to start where like the fumble is? But I, I don't care. I'm I'm fine with it. I've I've completely changed my two. People say that in 2024, no one admits when they're wrong. No one can be convinced to come to the other side. John, I've crossed the aisle. I've crossed I'm the proud aisle of you. to your side of the aisle. I'm proud of Crap, you. That means I'm in the middle of the road now, like that guy earlier. No, this, this isn't is the middle of the road. Thing. This is the right side of the road where you're supposed to be driving. Unless you're in Europe, then you're going the wrong way. Like but, Germany. Mm. But, mm. see, this is the part, and I went round and round with a lot of people. Oh, the I, last saw, I saw hours. you tweeting. Yeah, I kept this quiet because I wanted to surprise you. The end zone is not the same as the other 100 yards on the field. A football field is 120 yards long. The 100 yards in the middle is different than the 10 yards in each of the end zones. That's the goal. You get points in that spot. The scoring zone zone. in all sports is adjudicated and has rules different than in all other places on the field. For example, in basketball. Ew. If you, as an offensive or defensive player, touch a basketball when it is above the cylinder, that is a goaltend. If the ball is to either side of the rim and you swat at it, you're fine. Mm -hmm. The scoring zone is treated differently than all other spots on the field. Thus, it is ruled differently. You don't spot a downed punt inside the end zone. Why? Because it comes out to the 20. So it's already acknowledging that the end zone is different than all other spots on the field. The argument that I thought you were going to go with, because this is what we've done in the we've past. Been debating it for the years. The whole dive for the pylon dive thing. For the pylon. And to those of you who love the dive for the pylon, and I, b- by the way, I'm not against the dive for the pylon. You say know the moment, understand the moment. You got to understand the moment. Time and down. Distance. But for those of you who love that play and think that changing this rule would make that play more commonplace, you might be right, but then it makes that play less meaningful. The reason why that play, the dive for the pylon, is so exciting it's is because turn there's, it a, over. there's an element of risk. Yeah. There's danger. Yeah. When I was growing up, we watched Evil Knievel. If Evil Knievel was jumping into a safety net on the other end of those buses, it wouldn't be as exciting. No, you watch to see if he could stick the landing or if he broke half of his body. Wow. The element of danger is why the dive for the pylon or the dive for the goal line is so exciting because there's the element of risk. So you would devalue the excitement level of that play if you got rid of this rule. I love this rule. Yeah. By the way, we have a, a, a poll question up, pro football talk. Because there's been talk of maybe changing this For the rule. record, I think they are going to change it. And if they do, it would be the dumbest thing they ever do. I think they should keep it. But according to Pro Football Talk, 44% like the rule, 35% dislike it, and the other 21% don't care. So more. So this idea of everybody wants it changed, no. Basically a third of you want it changed. I, so... Last night when I was watching the game as a oh, you were watching. fresh football. I was. Wow. You weren't in I some both games. pornographic 
steel mill concert? Okay, John, if anything, it was very softcore. No. I still porn. It was my first time seeing this, and mm-hmm. I was so confused. I went into my group chat with my friends who are of football. And mm-hmm. I'm like, why? Why is this a touchback? And they basically just said, because that's how it is. So you helped me understand it a little better. But I still think that unless it's recovered by the other team in the end zone, then it shouldn't matter. It should just be dead. Nick, you're well, wrong. Do you, then, what do you, then what do you do with the ball? Make it a first and goal situation. Why should the offense be rewarded what for if fumbling? it was already first and goal? Yeah. Where do you return the ball to? Everyone says, we'll return to the spot of the fumble. Or make him go back to the 20. Well, that's random, too. By the the way, end zone is unique and different and is adjudicated as such and should be. It's a special place. Most You play a video game, right? Yes. When you, well, let's say you did. When you, get to the, when you get to the last level... It's different. Does it get Bowser harder, is harder in the, or at the easier? End of the, Bowser is harder at the end of Mario. There it you gets go. Easier though, the, because the you have ape more is more difficult at the end of Donkey Kong. Yeah. When you get close to the end zone, Tetris it should be faster. tough to score. Tetris is faster. So what you're saying Bingo. is we should have an ape that throws barrels at players. I would rather have that than them get rid of this rule. Jed says now you're both idiots. Sorry, Jed. All right, John, you go to the market. Well, we hinted at this a little bit earlier, but... San Francisco is in trouble if Debo Samuel cannot play. Ooh, baby. So much so that if we find out Debo can't play, I may be picking Detroit this week. Oh, boy. This is, now, listen. San Francisco is a great team. Has a tiny hand are they, Purdy. Are they better? Are they a good team even Normal without Debo hands. Samuel? Yes. But when did they go through their slide? It was when Debo Samuel was out. He adds an element to that offense that is unique and different. He's like the end zone of the San Francisco 49ers. The rest of the team, yeah, it's adjudicated differently, but there's something about Debo. The passing, the rece- the receiving, the catching, the return, anything. Yeah. He's a monster. He is he is he is a unique all-purpose tool that not every team has and for some reason it just goes better with Debo. And with the Lions playing with the confidence, plus it's taking another receiver off the field. If there's a weakness in the Lions, it's their secondary. Mm -hmm. But they managed to survive yesterday with a good Tampa Bay receiving core. Mike Evans is still a heck of a player. Trey had a great season for a rookie. And um, drawing a blank on the third receiver. That's a good receiver group. And it's not like the 49ers still don't have good receivers. But when they don't have Debo, that is a different team. Frisco's in trouble if Debo does not play on Sunday. I'll give you my 49ers take just going off of yours, and that is that it is like okay to be concerned about how Brock Purdy performed in that game, um, in the, in whether it's in the aggregate or or rather in the the short term or even the long term. And I know that the weather was was really bad, and so I'm really trying not to just overly judge him off of that performance. But, you know, you look back now at his very small sample size of playoff games. He has now started and finished three. Because, of course, he missed the majority of the Eagles game last year. In the in the first ever playoff game he played versus Seattle, he struggled in the first half. They ran away because they were yeah. Seattle. In the second one against the Cowboys, he was not very good last year. He made a couple of nice throws late, but he didn't play very well. We know what happened against the Eagles. And then this one. And so, like, is I don't want to say, like, the pressure is getting to him. Um, because that's Dak Prescott that the pressure gets to. Um, but I think it's okay to worry about him and, and certainly... You know, the, the rain played a part. It's supposed to be really nice. I looked at the weather yesterday for Santa Clara. It's yeah. supposed to be a really gorgeous day in uh, in Santa Clara. So 
I think the offense will be fine, but it was the first time, I think, this year watching that Death Star offense where I was like, every yard seems really difficult, and everything seems very hard for this team. So that was my takeaway from that. I want to give you a Lions take. All right. And I, I kind of alluded to this earlier, but you know how, like, when McVay started winning, then everyone was like, we got to find guys who are Sean McVay or no Sean McVay or have shake, shaken Sean McVay's hand. Dan Campbell, I think, is going to be the archetype for future hires. I said it earlier, meathead football combined with a keen understanding of modern analytics, super aggressive on the field. The only one that I could really compare him to is like Vrabel, where it's like he is going to have the cachet with the locker room of, I played in the NFL, so you should trust what I have to say. But he also understands, like Vrabel, what to do in certain situations, how to manage them. I said it. I would love to have this guy as the head coach of my favorite team. So I wonder if the lesson that franchises are going to learn, I mean, especially, John, if they win this week, but even if they don't, if owners are going to say, we got to find another Dan Campbell. I want a former player who is who understands down and distance situational football, but can also motivate because that's what he has been able to do for the last three years. Yeah. No, I, I, I can't disagree with you. He is, he certainly has done something for that franchise. That is incredible. And I know it was mentioned quite a few times during the broadcast, but the ownership, the general manager, I mean, that whole franchise, it starts from the top down. Yeah. You can't have that hint, hint, Jerry Jones, can't have that without great leadership at the very top. Can't have it. That was a sad face. I know. It was a sad face. Um, we have yet to talk about Mahomes. We have. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the playoffs. Uh, well, still in the playoffs. Take. Still in the playoffs. Uh, okay. Keep in mind, though, I didn't think Mahomes was great yesterday. And this is meant as a compliment, so stand with me here, Uh-oh, Chiefs Oh, disrespect. He was calm. Yeah. And that's scary. He treated that game like any other game and played really well. All the analytics love it, love him. He was the best-graded quarterback of the weekend, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I didn't think he was great. I just thought he was in control. And that makes a huge, huge difference. And that's scary. Yeah. You know, we we went through the numbers on Friday of all these other Hall of Fame caliber quarterbacks who have as many playoff wins or more playoff wins than Patrick Mahomes, and they struggled on the road in the playoffs. Didn't get many, didn't get it done early on in their careers for the most part on the road in the playoffs. Well, Mahomes did. Now he's going to have another challenge this week with Baltimore and, dare I say, a better team. And here's why I won't go all the way and say that Mahomes was great. Bills did not pressure him at all. No, and when The Bills could not pressure him. And that's a credit to Kansas City. But he didn't face a lot of duress. He will face a lot more duress this next week against the Ravens than he did against Buffalo. Mm Mm-hmm. Again, not saying that if I'm a quarterback, I'd rather play with a clean pocket or, you know, not have a whole lot of pressure, too. So if the Chiefs can make it another clean day for him, they ain't losing. The Ravens have to muddy that pocket. They've got to chase his ass. And you know what? I'll also throw out a bone. Chiefs receivers played well. Yeah, they did. 
Valdez Scantley made a good catch. Kelsey only had one whiff. I mean, it's almost like a switch flip for them. It's like, oh, now the season can start. <laughs> Click. And some of that, too, is Buffalo is playing a little shorthanded. But also keep in mind, Willie Gay was supposed to be the spy on Josh Allen. He got hurt early in the game. And in the fourth quarter, Buffalo only had seven rushing yards. Did a great job. So, all around, really, really solid, solid performance from the Chiefs. I want to talk about their next opponent uh, with one of my last ones, and that is, and and I want to look back to and also forward, because there are four teams left. We entered the playoffs with four teams. The Ravens, I think, are easily the most complete team in the playoffs. That does not mean I think they're going to win on, on Sunday, but... When I watched them, and then I watched everybody else, I came away so impressed by their offense, their defense. I know their special teams gave up the the punt return that, that made the game interesting for a few minutes. But, dude, they don't have Mark Andrews right now, and it sounds like he's about to return. They have these players that are emerging. Lamar put together his finest playoff performance, four touchdowns, and it's funny because, like, the raw production... I mean, what do you have? 250 yards somewhere in there? It still doesn't like tell the whole story in how he just. I thought that he just controlled that game incredibly well, especially in the second half. Um, so, you know, where the 49ers, they almost gave that game away. The Chiefs' Bills was super back and forth. Um, the Lions, you know, at times it's like, who's going to win this game? I watch the Ravens and I say, that is the best team in football, but that doesn't mean they're going to win the Super Bowl. But they impressed me the most this weekend. Final one for me. A Lions-Chiefs Thursday night football night one rematch feels as likely as a Ravens-Niners rematch. Mm. You're 50-50 I go essentially? Back, I go back to what I said earlier about Debo. If Debo's not playing, I like Detroit. And could you see Patrick Mahomes and company find another way again, albeit against a team that's a little healthier and better than Buffalo is. I'm not going to count him out. So right now, as of today, January the 22nd, Monday before the game, a Lions Chiefs Super Bowl feels as likely as a Niners Ravens Super Bowl does to me right now. Uh, My last one is you remember when you were like a teenager and then into your college years? You remember how I do it. I went to a lot of industrial coal mining you pornography did. concerts. Coal the Cowboys mining. won Super Bowls. It was a simpler time. It was an ugly, awful, disgusting time. Frisco San was Fran. winning. And uh, that leads into my uh, take. Do you remember how the NFC owned the NFL for years? Yes. I think that we are entering into a period where the AFC is about to do the same thing. Look. The Rams are still in the NFC. Look at the quarterbacks. On the AFC side. Oh, are we going to do this again? No, I'm just saying, look at the quarterbacks on the AFC oh, side. I, but weren't we talking this way before the season started? Well, we were How right. How great the AFC. We were right. Dude, it is Brock Purdy versus Jared Goff. Meanwhile, you have well, to, in you these have to games, get yes, through, In these games, yes. You have to get through Josh Allen just to make the conference title game, let alone the Super Bowl. Mahomes or, or the MVP, Lamar Jackson, will be on the sidelines. Like, the, the NFC... This weekend had Jordan Love, first-year starter, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, and Brock Purdy. Like, they're fine. They're nice quarterbacks. The AFC side has MVPs, 
current MVPs, former MVPs, Kick-ass and the rookies. literal best quarterback in the NFL. I think that that, that gauntlet is just going to make it it's going to be hell to pay, and then the team that emerges is going to be victorious more often than not in the coming years. Oh, that's good. They don't have the number one quarterback, though, Matt Stafford, who's still going to be around next year with a number one draft pick on his side and maybe some exciting trades. Maybe some exciting trades. I, I'm not disagreeing with you. Obviously, the yeah. stars, the star quarterbacks, are on the AFC side. But Chiefs went 10-7 and seven this year in the regular season. And sure, they're turning it on now. See, and that's the thing, though. They're turning if, it on dude, now. If this team, if this version of Kansas City makes the Super Bowl, if this one does, I mean, it's almost like what? What can you do? This is the year to get them. Like everyone has. Though? Yes, they're gonna. They will. They will be very upgraded at the wide receiver position next year. I would bet. But will they be downgraded in other places as other people age out or retire? Other teams get better. I mean, remember, we got, a, we got a quarterback heavy draft coming up. Mm-hmm. And, again, we don't know what's going to happen with Dallas. I think Green Bay and Los Angeles, I think Green Bay and L.A. are teams on the come, as Bo Pelini would say. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. Like Nick on Saturday or Friday, whatever it was. Um, So, and if the Bucs can build a little bit more and build build around old Baker. Yeah, Yeah, Baker. Oh, man, Baker Mayfield winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, nah. Bucs with two C's. Uh, Nate, Baker Mayfield played well this he week. He did. I'm not going to say he, he didn't. Did. I'm just going to say like he is not on the same level of Lamar and Mahomes and Josh Allen and C.J. Stroud. Okay. Uh, not to mention Joe Burrow will be back too. Remember him? Remember oh, old Joey people B? People forgot about Joe Burrow. Tua? All right, never mind. Uh, Nate Bellevue texts in, your comments Fair. on the fumble at the pylon rule might be the greatest <laughs> wisdom you've ever displayed on this show. Keep the rule. Then he adds Brock and Niners are fine without Debo. They missed Trent Williams more than Debo, not saying they won't miss him, but they'll be fine. Go Niners. I'm not saying they didn't miss a, a great anchor like Trent Williams. not saying that, but they that offense is a different offense without Debo Samuel. Yes. And if that's one less weapon that Brock Purdy has at his disposal with that pass rush for Detroit, now the, the, the key and... This is where Frisco's got a lot of teams. That running game is really good, and you've got Christian McCaffrey. So, again, I'm not saying the 49ers are dead in the water without Debo, but... You're just saying they're putting the noose around them. I oh. I think I think they're in trouble if they don't have Debo. Hmm. Do not, Frisco fan, because I know you like to do this. Oh, here You're we very go. arrogant. BDI, very four-eyed arrogant. Frisco hey. fan. No, 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 that's only Harbaugh. Oh, my bad. Who we'll talk about next. John, how'd you bring this soapbox in here without us seeing it? I didn't bring in a soapbox, but Frisco fan has a tendency to be very arrogant. And by the way, your streak is longer than the Cowboys. Yes, thank you for reminding us, John. People forget that. They lost to Joe Flacco in the Super Bowl once. He sucks. But I don't. (laughs) Thank you, John. Hey, you're laughing again. He's smiling. Oh, I'm smiling. I'm Tony Soprano with the pillow. And your team is Mother Soprano laying on that bed. It's either going to be Detroit, or it's going to be Kansas City, or it's going to be Baltimore. Someone's going. You're going to get got, and then I can finally burn that stupid jersey that was sadly around my dog's body oh. all day Saturday. Well, you know when I got home at 1 o'clock in the morning, she was still wearing that jersey. Maybe she oh. liked it, John. And what was the first thing I did when I got home? I took that thing off. Oh, and then the it? first thing my wife said the next morning was, was it really necessary to take off the jersey? I said, yes!
Because my dog said, will not be polluted. Don't tell me my business, devil woman. <laughs> See, I wouldn't. If I was Wrigley, I wouldn't want to wear it all day and then even sleeping. Probably isn't comfy to sleep in. Yeah, I am. Dog, I don't I know. I don't know. I mean, she John, did. wear it tonight to bed and see how you feel. I'll wear it as a diaper. <laughs> For me to poop it. Nice. Oh. 1620 the song. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.